What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode three of Trojan Download. I'm your host, Trevor Denton. It's almost the end of the season. It's UCLA week, kind of bittersweet. But joining me today to make sense of everything going on with USC football is Josh Ahn. He works for uscscoop.com, and he's a very prominent voice on USC Twitter, known for his memes. How are you feeling today, Josh? Feeling good. Uh, feeling a little, a little pumped up to be on the podcast. Vent a I little bit. I love that. In Vent. non-meme form. Right. I like to get mine through memes. but Yeah, I feel like maybe you're getting pigeonholed a little bit. As a meme guy, this is a chance for you to really show mm-hmm. who you are, get your voice out there. But I'm, I'm so happy to have you on this podcast. I admire your Twitter following, your coverage of USC. You've even had people come up to you. You've had fans, I hear, come I up to you and say they get like alerts from you when you tweet. Mm-hmm. Like, how do I get that clout is basically what I want to know. That's the only reason I brought you on is I want to get like you, Josh. Well, I think um, people appreci- appreciate anger. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially <laughs> USC fans, they love just being angry. I mean, win or lose or draw they're just angry people and i i feel like they appreciate how i can express that through uh non-cursing visual mediums like memes we're, we're gonna get into the memes i want to really really dive into that but first we have a recurring segment here on trojan download it's called name that ncaa violation think of oh it boy. think of it kind of like uh the affleck trivia question you get on college football broadcasts i'm gonna give a little clue to a USC-related NCAA violation or scandal, and we're going to answer it at the end. And uh, you're going to get it wrong. This is a good one. Okay. The clue for you is, I am condiment that you're not going to get this one. That's my clue. I am condiment. Condiment. That I will not get this right, or I will get this wrong. There you go. Okay, cool. We will reveal that at the very end of the episode, so stay tuned. Uh, Do some research. Maybe pause the podcast. Do some research so you have an educated guess at the end. But let's get let's get right into the memes since you brought it up. I brought it up. Um, Josh, what is your mindset um, when you're posting this kind of stuff on Twitter? Because you have a very unique space. Um, you offer humor in kind of dark situations. So yep. who who is this designed for? Who are your memes designed for? Who are you trying to reach on Twitter with with with, with your presence? Honestly, anybody and everybody. Um, I started doing this because I looked at the beat and I was like, you know, there's a gr- lot of great writers on this beat. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you go across all the newspapers and, you know, there's just so many good people. LA Times, OC, yeah, OC Register, Register, yes, Dan um, Weber, a lot of yeah, people. Yeah, the GOAT, Dan Weber himself. Of course. Um, But then I looked and I didn't see anybody doing memes, mm-hmm. honestly. And, you know, this is 2019 now. Memes are prominent across the internet. And when I looked at the beat, I just didn't see anybody doing memes. And I... I was like, well, how can I break into this space, this mm-hmm. beat that's very established, that has a lot of people How can you make yourself it? unique, yes. right? Yes, Um, When I go into a game, I look at them. I book, first of all, I bookmark things that I see. And then I, it's a little bit predetermined. Like, you know, there's a couple things that I'm like, oh, this is going to happen for sure. Like a Michael Pittman meme. Mm-hmm. That's, that's always in the You can bookmark. always count on that. Right. Uh, a dumb turnover. A bad special teams play. This is crazy for me. This is crazy. This is like a behind-the-scenes look at, at at a magician. I feel like you're a magician revealing how the magic is made. Yeah. This is so, awesome. So a lot of it is prepared, I would say. I mean, because you have to be. Because I feel like an important part of social media is the timing. Mm-hmm. You can't post an intercept, a meme about an interception ten minutes after it happens. It loses the uh, the the specialness to it. You sure, know? sure. For me, it's all about timing, and it's all about having it ready. So all about preparation. I, yeah, I go from there. So would you say you're trying to reach maybe people who aren't the hardcore fans, but maybe are tuning into the game, maybe students, people who uh, maybe aren't looking for USC Twitter mm. for, uh, you know, stats and all, and all that kind of stuff, but more more relatable content? Would you say that's kind of the space you've created? Yeah, I would say so. I, I am looking for, I think specifically what I have in mind is um, the people who are watching the game, whether that's in person or on TV, 
they see something bad, they go to go vent on it on their Twitter, and they see my meme, and they retweet it or they like it. Mm-hmm. Boom, that's my, my dream scenario. Do you have a favorite meme from this season that oh, you posted? Oh, probably the one that's pinned on my profile where mm-hmm. it's the man uh, talking to the, the, the cat or the dog inside the, the I store. If, I wonder if we could get audio from this. Can you we think we could get audio, audio from it? All right, all right. So if you can't see this, obviously, but it is a cat inside of a a store, a a plant store, yes. And it's a guy yelling, he's going to get them out of there. And then what? What was your caption to this? Um, my caption was how USC fans are watching Urban Meyer on the Fox broadcast. (laughs) So it's good stuff. It's timely. It's timely. Yes. Um, was there specific? Was this during a game? I believe that was a couple hours before the the Oregon game, I want to say, but I'm not 100% sure. Oh, it would have even been more time if it was after the Oregon game. I know. I'm, I'm regretting that a little <laughs> bit, like posting it the day after. Yeah. Um, but I will say there are a couple more Urban Meyer memes on their way. Oh, my gosh. I'm excited. A little teaser to, what, to what's yes, to come. Those are so ready to go. So you're constantly kind of scouring for memes and yeah. deciding what's going to be relatable. Uh, Absolutely. What, what's going what's gonna to end up being relatable to USC football. Mm-hmm. You'd say that's kind of how you go about it. Absolutely. It's great, man. I think uh, for anyone listening to this that's not a hardcore USC fan, um, maybe you don't even go to all the games, but you kind of like want to stay in the know or you watch the games on TV, give Josh on a follow. Give this yes, guy a follow because um, um, he, he's got your back with the memes. He's got the, the, the relatable content that you're looking for. Um, and I think I think you've occupied a good space for yourself. I think yeah, you, I'm looking to you've grow. got it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we'll that's see. Awesome. We'll see where it goes. You've got a little little brand going for yourself. I think we all we all really appreciate it. Let's get to uh, let's get to USC. I'm sure memes will come up later. They always do. But mm-hmm. um, UCLA game coming up. Um, but first, what was your biggest takeaway from the Cal game? For those who don't know, USC absolutely thrashed Cal uh, this past weekend at the Weekender. It beat him 41 to 17. It was really Keaton Slovis's best game of his college career. Mm-hmm. 400 yards, four touchdowns. But what was your biggest takeaway from the Cal game? My biggest takeaway from this Cal game is that USC just continues to not quit mm-hmm. or continues to fight on, as we would say here at <laughs> USC. Like, honestly, though, like, uh, they could have mailed it in after the Oregon game, right? Because w- they lost their control of their destiny, like they used to say. I mean, like, for them to go out against a really, really, like, mm-hmm. this is an actually good defense. Like, for them to go out and put the points up that they did and for them to sh- I mean the Cal offense is not great we, we can leave that there sure but for them to do what they did to that secondary is is very very impressive I was also surprised that Cal insisted on not dropping like eight or nine guys that like other teams do and just letting SC like forcing SC to run the football right mm-hmm. they like ref- for whatever reason refused- dared USC to pass yes. a little bit like on that touchdown to Amon Ra he 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 pulled off the the rare I'm breaking your ankles on a football field on a route on that mm-hmm. DB, on that poor DB. Very rare, yeah. Those DBs that were on Michael Pittman, those were one-on-one a lot of the time. When the guy fell down yeah. in the corner of the end zone? Yeah. And, and like Pittman's just standing up? Yeah, they were they really dared them to throw it, and, and they did. They they, they they slang the ball around. It was uh, it was impressive to watch, honestly. You know, crazy stat from, uh, from USC Athletics. We all know Sam Darnold, um, and we all know what he was able to do his freshman year. But the crazy thing is he had one 400-yard game his entire career, and that was the Rose Bowl. Mm-hmm. Slovis already has three of those games. Right. I mean, that's insane what he's been able to do. That was kind of the biggest takeaway for me was mm-hmm. uh, I can't imagine what this guy's going to be as a sophomore. Um, you know, I hate to, like, constantly compare him to JT Daniels, but he is far and away 
far from what JT Daniels was at this time of the year, which is going to create an interesting decision this offseason. Um, but I'm really, really excited about Keaton Slovis' progression going forward. Oh, man, for a kid that that nobody really expected to play – I mean, even play at USC, right? Like, right. he was kind of the three-star that yeah, – those who don't know, I mean, yeah. he wasn't even uh, wasn't a heralded recruit. Uh, was only recruited by one other Pac-12 pro- program coming out of Arizona, and Oregon that was State? Oregon State. Who, mm. uh, I mean, is more of a Mountain West program when it comes to recruiting, right? And then he ends up USC ends up taking a chance on him. Mm-hmm. Um, they end up seeing enough in him to make him the backup quarterback in the offseason. And then JT Daniels goes out, and now he look at what he's been able to do: twenty four touchdowns, only nine interceptions, uh, on pace for three thousand yards. It's been it's been pretty incredible to watch. I mean, there were people that were upset that Jack Sears wasn't named the starter. <laughs> can we can we like? And Jack Sears took a visit to Oregon State, so it's kind of funny how those all these things work out. Um, all ties together. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just so impressive to watch him do what he does. Um, the kid is so poised, and mm-hmm. that's what you don't see with freshman quarterback. You see them scramble. You see them throw mistakes. Um, I mean, His pocket presence is, is oh, pretty insane. Uh, incredible, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he's able to feel things, and those are some of the things you just can't teach. The, the good ones have it. Yep, mm-hmm. and Darnold had it. Darnold that, had that, it. That not panicking when the pocket breaks down, right. uh, when you're watching some of these plays where a guy gets pressure, um, some guys are quick to throw the ball away, maybe take a sack. But uh, the thing I like about Slovis too, that's it, very underrated, is like the two-yard little runs he'll do when, mm-hmm. when he feels the pressure and just right. slide. I think that's incredible. Right. I mean, that's so much better than putting the ball in danger or taking a sack, and he's gotten a lot better with his decision-making after the Cal game. He was Absolutely. like, my favorite stat of the Cal game was that I threw zero interceptions. That was also Clay Helton's favorite stat. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe it was Clay Helton that said that. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's all basically the same. Yeah. Um, but I, I like what you said, your big takeaway, because um, you know USC is down and out. They have really nothing to play for anymore after the Oregon game. Um, right. They um, had already you know lost out on, I guess, Rose Bowl contention. Ah, I guess not really. They were still in play for a Pac-12 championship. Oregon game kind of takes them out of that. Um, and then for the past few weeks, they've been kind of uh, clinging on the edge, close games against Arizona State, Colorado, um, but then they come back strong against Cal. So I think that's I think that's a great takeaway. I, I really like the way this team has been able to continue fighting on too. Getting fight on twice fight in, on. in a USC podcast is is pretty good stuff. Um, so let's let's move on to UCLA now. It's the crosstown rivalry. Um, UCLA is four and seven. Am I right there? They're four and seven. I believe so. They're four and seven. Uh, so what are two things uh, that USC fans should know about this UCLA team? Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna quote uh, Clay Helton on this one. DTR, Dorian Thompson Robinson, and Joshua Kelly. USC fans don't need a reminder of who Joshua Kelly is. Mm-hmm. I mean. What did he rush for? Two hundred yards on us. He rushed for over two hundred. Like, I'll pull it up right now. Yeah. Like. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, and that game really just epitomized what USC was last year. For them to not make any adjustments and just let the guy run all over us, mm-hmm. like, that's a problem. And, you know, like, we'll see if that same thing happens, but I don't think it – hopefully they learn from their last – they learn from last year. They definitely should. He ran for uh, – if you don't remember, this was – his. he's number 27. He's running back, and last year he ran for 289 yards – against USC in that 34-27 to 27 victory. And then DTR, of course, is the quarterback. What have you seen from him this year uh, for UCLA, his progression? Honestly, pretty growth. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I watched, I've watched two UCLA games this year, honestly. I watched the Cincinnati game, and I watched the— I think that's how many UCLA fans have watched, too. Yes. So you're all right there. I mean, have you seen the pictures of the Rose Bowl? Oh, my gosh. It's it, so it's empty. Horrible. It's so empty, man. Um, They're four and six, actually. Sorry, I gave them a bad rep there. Oh, four man. and six, not four and seven. Oh, UCLA, UCLA fans UCLA are hater. all over me. 
my gosh. Um, no, but he he's grown. Mm-hmm. Um, he's what two thousand yards passing, seventeen touchdowns, ten interceptions. Like, this is a guy that's still coming into his own as a quarterback, right? I mean, a lot of times with dual threats, it's they're too they're so athletic in high school and they're so much better than everyone in that sense that they don't necessarily need to be great pocket passers. And it takes time. It honestly takes time. And I think he's coming. And you're relying on your legs for so long early in your career, and it gets you out of tough situations. And then we're facing linebackers who are just as fast as you. It's like you've got to learn how to pass. We've seen Mm -hmm. that with Khalil Tate a lot at Mm -hmm. Arizona. Absolutely. I mean, that took longer for him. Mm -hmm. Uh, Once once people have more film on you and they can scheme around that, like they know your tendencies, like it just becomes that much more harder. Yeah. Um, But for him, you know, he's had a pretty decent year, I would say. He's been better than I expected, honestly. Mm -hmm. So do you think UCLA gives. gives, USC a scare this Saturday uh, based no. on those two players. No. no. Why? Why is that? Because I have I think this team has – USC, I believe, is turning the corner. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, it's obviously too late in my opinion, but they're finally starting to get healthy at running back. I mean, Mike Jinks said today, like, how important it was for them to get Stephen Carr back. For that to happen and for them to have all their DBs – I mean, you saw what that secondary looked like last week. They, I don't know how many passing yards Cal had, but it wasn't a lot. No. They had two interceptions. Like – this team is getting healthy at a good time, and I just don't think like I think that loss last year still burns in these guys. Yeah, and it should, especially to seniors like Michael Pittman. It should mm-hmm. because UCLA was horrible last year yeah. and they lost. Um, I think SC wins a, a by two touchdowns. But, by two touchdowns. But I don't know. It's always risky in rivalry games. You kind it of is. throw I the mean, records yeah. out the window. I mean, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Honestly, sure. honestly though, yeah, 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 I agree. I think. Uh, I, I, I really want to believe USC blows them out, mm. and I think based I, on, I think Cal's a much better team than UCLA, more, much agree. more complete, and I think I think USC should blow them out. Um, it's kind of interesting, you know, you, Chip Kelly coming into UCLA. Everyone's like, oh, they're going to take over the Pac-12, and it just mm-hmm. hasn't happened yeah, like no, that at all. Not at all. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. Um, speaking of head coaches, though, head coaching replacements, um, it's all anyone could talk about USC. I'm surprised we got to all that UCLA stuff first before this, mm-hmm. but it's another uh, segment on the show uh, where we rank who we think is the most likely uh, people are the most likely people to replace Clay Helton in terms of Taco Bell hot sauce packets. I told this to you before the show. You got really excited. Are you a big Taco Bell guy? What's your go-to order at Taco Bell? Oh, see, Bell? I was just about to ask you that. <laughs> I'm a Crunchwrap Supreme You're a Crunchwrap Supreme guy. Yeah. You know, a lot of people I know get the Gordita. Um, okay. I think that's a I good choice. Res- I can respect it's it. It's a bold choice. It is a bold choice. I mean, that's not for the faint of heart. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Um, but I go with the Quesarito. I get a steak quesarito. I can respect that. Yeah. I can respect and that. And I load it up with Diablo sauce. So let's start with Diablo sauce. Okay. Who is the most likely person to replace Clay Helton this offseason? You know who I'm going with. <laughs> Bring home Urban Meyer. Suburban Meyer? Suburban Meyer. <laughs> Rural Meyer? Like, honestly, like, here's the thing about people who are as successful as he is, right? Yeah. It's everything they do is calculated. Yeah. I don't think he just takes that Fox job in Southern California without having any interest. Where he knows he's going to be. He bought a house in the South Bay. Did he? Yeah. Adds to my point. Yeah. He doesn't, like, people like that don't just don't do that when they don't see an opportunity, right? Yeah. And he's, I'm pretty sure he's said publicly that he's not interested in some of these other jobs, like Florida State, for example. Mm-hmm. He, he has had so much opportunity to say, I'm not interested in USC. And, of course, USC doesn't have a head coaching vacancy. But at this point, we can assume that the Trojans are going to move on from Clay Houghton in the offseason. Seems likely. Um, on the show is Reggie Bush and Matt Leiner. Like little things like this to me matter. I'm with right? you. I'm with you. And he and I don't buy this whole argument that oh he retired for health. Nah, he retired because it was time for him to move on because things were. This is what he does. Yeah. 
Dude. And then he'll be at USC for five years. He'll win three national championships. And then, and then he'll go to CBS Sports. Yeah, and then all of a sudden he'll have, have more headaches. I mean, <laughs> yeah. It's just the way it is with him. Yeah. And that's fine. I think that's what USC fans want. So I think he's the most – I think it's Diablo with him. Diablo with him. Let's go to fire now. I agree with you there with Diablo, by the way. I think there's mm. too many breadcrumbs tying him to Urban yes. Meyer. But I, I'm not sure – I'm not with you in terms of that it's as much of a done deal as you think it is because mm. I think there's going to be a lot of haggling over getting the numbers right, over who he's going to bring as his coaching staff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think Florida State could weirdly be a wild card, kind of a bargaining chip for, for Urban Meyer to try to get what he wants. So let's okay. move on. Let's move down from there. Let's go to fire. Can I go off track a little bit? Sure. I have a I me- like that. I have a meme ready. <laughs> Are you familiar with the LeBron James meme where he's on the jet ski and he's like has shades on and he's like <laughs> Yeah. Yep. I have a meme ready to go. This is the inside scoop. Where LeBron Breaking news. LeBron James's agent. I mean, uh, my Urban Meyer's agent is LeBron, and that's him <laughs> after leveraging USC to get ten more million dollars from Fox. Oh that's my in the god! Words. Um, <laughs> Diablo, chips. Diablo, man, fire, fire. Oh, fire, fire. Hmm. I want to go with James Franklin. Okay. Um, Penn State guy. Yeah, there was a little bit of smoke around him last year, and you know they all say that they don't have any interest in any other jobs, but I could see him coming to SC. Mm-hmm. I can see him coming to SC. For USC fans that maybe don't know, uh, James Franklin, he coached against USC in the 2016 Rose Bowl for Penn State. Mm-hmm. Um, he's had some good success there. They're a top 10 team this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they only have one loss to Minnesota. Could be an interesting one. Let's go down a little bit. Let's get a little bit more lukewarm with uh, with medium. Mm. Who gets medium sauce, by the way? I feel like you either go mild or nah, you go man, you, you go bigger or you go home. You can't go medium, man. Medium it's is a strange. If you get a medium, then we can't go to Taco Bell together. We gotta no, go even else. fire's a little weird to me. I go Diablo. Oh, really? Yeah. Spicy. Okay. Like the, yeah. Um, I'm like going to go with PJ Fleck. <laughs> I'm right. not a big PJ Fleck guy. Why? Because let, let, let me see you do it for a longer period of time with more attention. You're not rowing me. the boat. No, I'm not rowing the boat. They got a little lucky in that Penn State game. Mm-hmm. They did. I watched the end of it, and a big part of why they won is, in my opinion, was a missed PI. I think they should have called for a PI towards the end. They um, never call PIs towards the end, though. And, and what happened the very next week? They lost to Iowa. You know, like, I want to – and his and by the way, he just signed a year in, uh, extension to, like, 2027 or something like that. That's crazy. I can't right. imagine what his bio would be at this point. So I'm going right. to go with medium for him. Okay, let's go mild. Last one. Mild, Matt Rule. Matt Rule, so he's your long shot candidate. Yes, and he's the coach at Baylor. They yes. uh, just recently ended their undefeated streak mm-hmm. on the season by losing to Oklahoma, blew a big lead. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that's a long shot? Why is he not Diablo or Fire? From my understanding, he turned down the New York Jets job last year. You don't turn down an NFL job unless like you really, <laughs> really love where you're at, right? I don't know if I agree with that. I feel like it's the Jets. I don't know if I, I'd go coach for the Jets right now. I'd rather just stay here and be a broke college student than. Deal with that dumpster fire. You think so? But even with the more money, though? <laughs> no. I mean, I, I just feel like the Jets are a unique situation. They are. They're bad. Yeah. They're but, bad. like, what if the Cowboys came calling? That would be different. The Cowboys came calling. I'm pretty sure he just signed an extension, too. Yeah. I just don't see him leaving. Like, you don't see him leaving? He's slowly cementing himself as, like, Baylor Jesus over there, I feel like. Yeah. I just don't see him leaving. You win a few games over there, and you do you do reach God's status. And then oh, people, yeah. People uh, start overlooking everything going wrong with the program. You win four games in Texas, you're God. You win, you lose one, all of a sudden everybody wants your head. Like everyone wants you to get out of there. I think he's going to be an interesting name for NFL coaching searches. Guys kind of trying to revitalize their offenses. I think the Falcons are going to give him a call. You think so? Uh, I think him and Lincoln Riley are both in the NFL. That's my hot take of this podcast. I think him and Lincoln Riley both 
by next season. By next coaching season, NFL teams. I think they're both coaching the NFL. Okay. I think Rule could be a good Cowboys one because he might be. Uh, he, he's kind of a newer name, would have less say over things, and that kind of jealous. You think Jerry, Jerry Jones, Jones likes the control? I think Jerry Jones likes the control. Yeah, I mean that's why Jason Garrett is his coach. But Absolutely, that's another podcast. Absolutely. That is another podcast. That's all the time we have for this podcast. Um, your Twitter handle again? What is it? At underscore I'm Josh Ann. Give this guy a follow. Give this guy a follow if you're if you're interested in some good memes about USC football. Appreciate it. Um, and now it's time. Of course, there's one last thing. Don't leave yet. He's he's already out the door. Man, this guy's got places to be. He's got memes to, <laughs> memes to tweet out. <laughs> but um, l- l- let's reveal the NCAA violation. The clue was I am condiment that you're not going to get this one. Do you have an answer? I do not have an answer. I have no clue. This was the O.J. Mayo Mayo part of oh the Reggie God. Bush scandal. So it was uh, Reggie Bush okay. ended up, you know, taking improper benefits from right. uh, from an agent. So did O.J. Mayo. Uh, he was a five-star basketball talent, one of the biggest recruits in USC history, and he never played a game for the Trojans because he was ruled ineligible for taking improper gifts. So. Remember him. Remember OJ. OJ Mayo was he had a decent NBA career, no? Yeah, he was all right. He's no all career right. at USC though. No, no career, career at USC. USC. That's so. what matters here. Yeah, it was a good clue. I'm I'm finally I'm glad I finally good. stumped someone. That was good. No, that was good. The last two people got it. So really, yeah, this was a good confidence boost for me. Dang. Thanks, man. That hurts. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> Thanks, Josh. Definitely have to have you on again. Thank you so much for joining me. Man, I appreciate it. Yeah. Bye, on.